0: Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So Gather, uh, during this season of of Easter, we've been having a conversation about prayer and about the Lord's Prayer, and every week we've been reminding each other that Jesus' teaching on prayer isn't about how to form the perfect prayer, and it isn't about how to form God into our image, or to get God to do what we want Him to do. It's not about convincing God uh, to give us what we want, but prayer is a formation practice. Prayer is an invitation to be formed by God, that when we show up in prayer, we are formed by God and to the image of God. We change when we pray. So last week we talked about honesty and vulnerability uh, being the language of prayer, the real key to prayer, that if we want to be formed in our prayers, we have to show up as our whole self and not just our best self. In these last five weeks, we've looked at uh, kind of individual portions of the Lord's Prayer, um, and and, uh, we, we were kind of finishing this series now. You know, last week we did honesty, we did uh, lead us not to lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil and that is the end of the Lord's prayer so you may have been wondering what we're going to do uh, today and today we're going to look at something a little different so we're going to look at Jesus's teaching on prayer uh, right after the Lord's prayer in the Gospel of Luke so uh, this prayer the Lord's prayer the Our Father prayer is in Matthew and it's in Luke and it, it's really similar the circumstances are a little different but the prayer is really similar but in Luke Jesus is con- Jesus continues. And he gives these uh, kind of examples, metaphors, for what prayer is like. And so uh, we're going to look at, at those examples, those metaphors today, and talk about it. But same, we're, we're trying to stay in the same framework, that we're reminding each other that prayer is a formation practice. And so this is what Jesus teaches in Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. It's kind of a lot, so just uh, stay with me. And then Jesus said to them, uh, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the other inside answers don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up. And give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. For which of you fathers? If your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So these examples, it starts with a friend uh, who's looking for help in the middle of the night. And Jesus says, uh, the, the the phrase it uses here is, the shameless audacity of the friend is what merits the help that he asks over and over again. And then Jesus very famously says, ask and it will be given to you. Ask and it will be given to you, which is a um, quite a phrase. Ask for it and you get it is uh, quite uh, the phrase. And then Jesus goes on to say, uh, parents in front of me, uh, you give your kids what they ask for. If, if they ask for uh, uh, bread, you wouldn't give them a snake. Uh, so if, if you, uh, you er- earthly human parents, if you do that for your kids, think about how much more God does for his So, on the surface, just kind of a glancing read at this, it's really easy to look at this and think if I ask God in just the right way, He will give me exactly what I want. I mean, it does say, ask and you will be given. And we can fall into this trap, right, of expecting God to give us exactly what we want, trying to pray exactly the right prayer so that you can get whatever we want. And it does say, ask and you shall receive. But if we look again at verse 13, it's the very end of this teaching. And it is the key. It is the punchline to the entire thing. Jesus sets up the entire thing to give us verse 13. If we look at it again, it says, If, if you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So what does God give us when we ask and seek and knock? He gives us the Holy Spirit. God gives us the gift of Himself in prayer. Prayer is about us being formed by God. It's a formation practice. And the punchline of Jesus' entire teaching here is that God wants to give us more of Himself. How much more will the Father in Heaven give His Spirit to those who ask of Him? It's the punchline that prayer is the gift of God to us of himself and we can leave we leave verse 13 out of this a lot and we end it right before ask and it will be given to you like yes that is what i want that is the framework i want but the it in that passage ask and it will be given is the holy spirit ask and god will give himself to you and so if we're praying uh, for bread god wants to give us himself If we're praying for comfort, God wants to give us himself. If we're praying for guidance or help or convenience or easier or better or more, no matter what we're praying, God shows up and gives us more of himself. In prayer, God gives us the gift of himself so that we can be formed into his image. And uh, today is Mother's Day, and I think moms are probably the purest example of what it looks like to give the gift Of themselves. So if you are wondering today what it looks like for God to give us the gift of Himself, what that looks like for God to show up for us, uh, you should think about the love of a mother. Right? Moms, from the very beginning of motherhood, like as soon as they find out they're pregnant, they give their whole selves to their child. Right? They carry and care for, and then feed with their bodies, and their minds, and their souls. Moms show up for their kids. And I watched Katie carry and birth, and feed our sweet little Ellis, and there is no doubt that her physical presence, her actually being present, is what was required, and is required, for Ellis's health and happiness. Moms show up. And on Ellis's Birthday, like the the day Ellis was born, uh, I remember. Uh, you know, we, we had kind of a scary few hours, and uh, it, it was a it, it wasn't the smoothest process as as it goes sometimes. And uh, as we were in the delivery room, I remember getting a text from my mom telling me she had showed up at the hospital. She was there. She was just she wasn't doing it. She didn't need anything from me. She wasn't expecting to be included in any particular way. She just wanted me to know, I am on site. I am at the hospital. And then I went from watching uh, Katie hold Ellis for the first time, and just an unbelievable look of pure joy in her, in her eyes, with tears flowing down, holding Ellis for the first time. Just pure joy, pure bliss. And I went from there, and I went and found my mom to tell her that we had a happy and healthy baby. And when I found my mom, she held me, and with tears in her eyes, she had that same look. And it was the first moment I realized that my mom feels the way about me the same way Katie feels about Ellis. And it just clicked that, moms, you are amazing. You show up for your kids in ways I cannot imagine. You give the gift of yourself, you show up. If you are wondering what it looks like for God to give the gift of Himself, you should think about the love of a mother. And we can always, always, always learn a lot about a relationship based on the gifts that we are receiving, right? It's just, it's universally true. If you get clothes every year for Christmas, somebody thinks you don't look very good. You learn something based on the gifts that you receive. They teach us something. And if God is giving us the gift of himself over and over and over again, no matter what we're asking for, it should teach us something. It should show us. It should remind us. It should tell us, introduce us that God wants to be with us. God wants to be with us. If God is showing up, giving the gift of himself, no matter what we're asking for, I think the clue is God wants to be with us. This is the formation practice of prayer, that we get to be with God. That's how we're formed. And that no matter what our simple request may be, big or small, that God gives the gift of himself over and over and over again through prayer. God is giving us himself so that we might be formed and changed into the image of of Him. And so for you, when you pray, what are you hoping to receive? When you typically pray, are you making a lot of requests? What are you hoping to pray? And do you think of prayer as a way to get what you want or as a way to be with God? One way to think about it is do you think of prayer as a means to an end or as an end in and of itself? Right? Is prayer a on your way to something else, on your way to getting what you want? Is it a means to an end, or is it the end? That prayer in and of itself is the beauty, is the wonder, is it the awe, the ability to be with God. And for you, how, how could you start to think of prayer as an opportunity to be with God? How could you start to think of prayer as God giving you the gift of himself? It may just be changing the way you think about it a little bit, that you know, this is an opportunity to receive. We've talked a lot about silence the last few weeks, but silence is a wonderful way to just signal to your brain, I'm listening more than I'm speaking. Right? It's, a, it's a receptive kind of posture. You know, For me, one of the things you'll see me do, and maybe even more so because you're watching on video, is that when I pray, a lot of times I open my hands and I turn them upward. And it's just a simple signal from my body to my brain that I am receiving. So often we were taught to pray like this. This is a, a posture of asking, right? Begging in some ways. And that's an appropriate posture at times. But for me, just the simple act of changing what my body is doing and just opening my hands to receive. And, and that, will, that signals my brain enough to say, God, I want to be with you. I don't want to get from you. I want to be with you. Through prayer, God is giving us the gift of himself. That is how we are formed. So we've been doing these these haircuts on on Mondays. Uh, We're doing free haircuts here at the building for all of our friends who uh, don't have a home in the neighborhood, who need a haircut Uh, And it it is a scene, all right? So uh, a big shout-out to Ryan Taylor, who's a member of our community and is the owner of East End Barber. Uh, He comes on Mondays and offers these free haircuts. It was his idea, uh, and it's amazing. We have free snacks and water. We just kind of open the building. Me and Andre walk around uh, and invite people. And sometimes there's lots of folks, and sometimes there's hardly anybody. But we're just trying to be available and uh, show up in the neighborhood a little bit more. And a few weeks ago... um, we met a, a young guy named Muhammad. Muhammad came from a, a haircut, uh, came for a haircut, and as it goes, we got a little bit of his story. And uh, Muhammad is from Niger, from West Africa, and he came to Houston to study civil engineering at Texas Southern. Uh, and he graduated with a civil engineering jo- uh, degree. He got a job, and then at the beginning of COVID, he got laid off, and uh, he ended up on the streets. He had lost his passport and his visa, and uh, he wasn't sure what to do next. So I, I asked him, uh, you know, what about your, your family? What's going on with your family? Are they all uh, still in, in Africa? Do you, are you in contact with them? What's going on? And he said, uh, you know, I'm, I, haven't to, I haven't told my father about what's going on with me because I don't want to be a burden. You know, there's been a, a military coup in Niger and a lot of, a lot of terrorism, and uh, I don't want to be a burden or bother, he said. So he's keeping it to himself. And so we told him, hey, if you, if you come back next week at the same time, uh, we'll help you make a plan. So we don't know exactly what it is or, or what to do, but if you come back, we will help you uh, make a plan. So the next Monday, I was getting set up for haircuts, and I, was, I had Muhammad in mind. I was hoping I got to see him. And out our front windows, I saw him start to walk by, which I was very excited to see him. Uh, I was excited to make a plan with him. And as he walked by, uh, three men pulled up in an SUV parked put on the hazards got out and started following him which at this point I'm on high alert I don't know what's going on these guys are well dressed uh, they're following kind of chasing him it's a it's a it's literally like if I turn the camera around like right here we're 15 feet from it and uh, so I'm watching all this happen uh, and then they meet and there's a little bit of confusion and a little bit of uh, what feels like chaos and I'm not really sure what's going on. And so I go outside to figure out what's going on and uh, got really nosy as it goes. And one of these three men peeled off to me to tell me what was going on because I was looking uh, very nosy. Uh, And he came and he told me, uh, first he told me all of Muhammad's story that Muhammad had already told me. This is a young man, he's a civil civil engineering degree. We're trying to help him out. And he said, uh, I saw Muhammad walking on Main Street And I called his dad in West Africa. And his dad flew here overnight. And that's his dad right there. And his dad flew here overnight, and he just got to Houston. And we tracked him down. And I was watching this happen in front of me. And though Muhammad didn't want to be a bother or a burden, his dad showed up to give him every single thing he needed. And I watched on the street as Muhammad told his dad that he would go with him and that he would allow himself to be cared for and his father, I'm telling you guys, his father wept. He fell down, he couldn't hold himself up, he fell down on the sidewalk on the corner of Maine and Wentworth and wept tears of joy. He wept tears of joy because it was a joy for the father to care for his son. It was no burden, it was no bother. The son was in need, and the father showed up. And that is the story. That we ask for help, that we ask for better, that we ask for more, that we ask for comfort, that we ask for convenience, we ask for guidance. We are in need, and we may not get exactly what we want, but I'm telling you, God shows up. God shows up as loving presence as loving kindness for us over and over and over. God shows up when we are in need, and that is how prayer forms us. That we come with our many requests, and we should, but God gives us the gift of himself, and we are better because of it. And so gather today. This is my prayer for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock and the door will be answered. In your asking and in your seeking and in your knocking, be assured that you will always, always, always find the loving presence of God. And so today, open your hearts, open your minds, open your hands and receive. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.